0: Greetings in the name of Christ. This is the Hope to Hope podcast, a podcast that exists to share Christ, His truth, and His saving love for His people. To this end, we exist to glorify God and to enjoy Him forever. We're making a way uh, through the history of Christianity as Christians struggle and battle to define the, the Holy Trinity and be more precise. And we see that uh, Athanasian Athanasius was the key figure who formulated the the Trinity in understandable in understandable language, so that others could follow. Augustine then emphasized this idea of one essence, uh, a North a North African, uh, who influenced the West very much in uh, the thinking on the Trinity, but he. Became more psychological about the Trinity. Uh, he likened the Trinity to memory. Uh, the the Father is understanding, the Son is will, and the Spirit wishes love. Uh, and he tried to to do that sort of thing, but that was him trying to find analogies. And then the idea of analogies then came into play in the minds of God's people, and pastors and leaders who were trying to formulate the Trinity in an understandable way. So analogies will always fall short. Uh, That's the one thing that we have to always bear in mind about the Trinity because we don't think about analogies the same way. Some analogies don't work for some people. So people have used the analogy of water saying, Water is water. When you freeze it, it's ice. When you boil it, it becomes vapor. And that's what the Trinity is like. There's still one water. But then they miss the, that misses the point because ice is different. It's a different substance to vapor when it evaporates. So analogies will always fall short. And so we cannot find analogy in creation. Because the Trinity is not created, which is why then when we come to the Reformation, John Calvin picks up on Augustine's thinking. So he was very influenced by Augustine because Augustine uh, then also leaned towards the, you know the relations of the Trinity uh, very much. Uh, but then Reformed theologians emphasized that the persons were real and distinct in the fullest sense. And so John Calvin then emphasized God's essential unity, shared consubstantiality. And then he said that there is no member of the Trinity who is inferior. And then rather than focusing on the, on the essence, John Calvin emphasized that each person is the bearer of divine essence. In other words, there is no God or divinity floating somewhere behind or above the persons of the Godhead. When you think about the persons of the Trinity, as John Calvin said, you have to emphasize auto theos, self-God. The Son and the Spirit, as well as the Father, are God. And then the self-existence, is a divine attribute the son is deity and must be um uh in he, he must be um underived just as the father and the spirit are underived so his person the person of the son not his divine essence is begotten of the father if you understand so because people were saying what well, but Jesus comes from the Father. The Bible says that he comes from the Father. He says, yes, not his essence, because in his essence, as, as, a, as an individual person, separate or distinct from the Father, not, it's not derived from the Father. But his person, or if you were to think of the, um, the human nature when he became incarnate, that was derived from the Father. But that's always been like that from eternity past. has never been made or created or, um, you know, has never come about at some point. And, and so we will see as we continue to think about these ideas, then emphasizing John Calvin, the, the self-God, auto-theos. Uh, we will see how the church then picked up on this and how John Calvin, together with the other reformers who came after um, emphasized the doctrine of the Trinity.